mother trucker that ah so everything's back to normal right yeah that includes that generator outside time of fun la Ah, Thursday, June 30th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. This here is my audio rant, my daily audio rant that I uh, seem to complain about uh, this generator that belongs to the school located outside my apartment complex that was quiet until today because everything is now open and the Beijing asterisk is gone, which means the kids need daycare. And so the daycare is open again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this, I am Steven Sersky, and this is my uh, audio digest. I publish this Monday to Friday. I post all the archives up on stevensersky.com. Talk about the things going on here in Beijing, China, which is where I live, and some of the other things that keep me busy when I'm not working. Uh, the, uh, yeah, it was uh, one, one reason that uh, we found out one of the reasons why everything is opening up again is because uh, this week, or next week, I should say, uh, the leader of China, the chairman, uh, Xi Jinping, is going down to Hong Kong. And so now that kind of makes sense why everything is sort of being lifted. Uh, the Beijing asterisk, which I talked about yesterday, uh, the uh, sort of flag that makes Beijing a medium risk uh, location is no longer here, so pretty much travel is open, uh, which is a, is a good thing. So we are getting back to normal, at least it seems that way. Uh, now, whether this continues throughout the summer, that's a very good uh, question. I was listening to one other podcast, uh, and they were sort of wondering, it's, it's very convenient that, you know, there's lockdowns, uh, cases every day, and then all of a sudden the case count just dried up. I honestly can't see many people to have changed their daily doings. So, whatever happened, I mean, the virus is gone, or at least it's tempered. Uh, but uh, the idea that it was at all rampaging around uh, the city, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of odd. Anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> HSK5 prep continues. Uh, da pay. Da pay was the word I was looking for yesterday. And that's the collocation. So it's the words that go together. And it's in reference to this uh, part two of the uh, the texts of the uh, the chapters that I'm going through. Um, part three is bien si, is the differences between two similar uh, words. But part two is this da, uh, da pay. The collocations are... Uh, you know, they give you a verb and they give you an adverb that typically goes together. Uh, they give you a, a modifier and a verb, adverb, adjective, uh, etc. Or like a shuliang, what do you call those? Like a num- an, an enumerator, um, classifier, not a classifier, like a counter, an, uh, a number, basically. How they uh, count things. And so I've been going through that during my time off in, uh, or like in between client meetings and everything, uh, it's becoming a lot easier. I'm not going to lie. Like to, to read through these instructions, it has gotten a lot easier. Uh, to read through the text uh, is a lot easier than it was before. Then I remember it being uh, when I first started this. I mean, I remember when I first started this, it was a struggle to get through this. Uh, and uh, But now, I mean, it, it's coming along a lot easier, Like along with this, this book that I'm reading, this interview book. It's uh, progressing 
quite well. So I guess I did learn something. I, I mean, I, I, I think I have to actually give myself credit for learning at least some Chinese uh, because without actually learning some of it, I don't think I uh, would have been able to uh, get this far and uh, be sort of preparing for the HSK-5 test. Now, that being the case, I still have a lot more to work on. I know that, uh, not least just my uh, vocab and my grammar, but uh, my listening listening has gotten better. Uh, I was listening to some podcasts again this morning, but uh, even still, uh, it's I'm not sure... I haven't tried the HSK materials yet, so I'm going to actually look forward to doing that. If not tomorrow, then certainly on the weekend, I'll have to uh, buckle down and start listening to some of these. It's hard, it's hard to believe that it's only two weeks away, like 16, 16 days until this HSK-5 test. Uh, so it means I have to remember to get the NAT test again before then. Uh, and then also, uh, like to get through these textbooks, or at least as much as I can... Uh, like give it a lot, you know, a, a good, give it a good go. Now, funny thing, <laughs> I'm not the only one to have written the HSK five test. Uh, I am one of the few who's going to write it. Uh, that being the case, there are of those people who have written or have the uh, what would you call it, the qualifications to write it, because some some people I know, some of my colleagues and some others that I know. Um, they their their Chinese is very good. They would be like HSK five level, but they've never gone on to do HSK six. And all of them, just about all of the HSK five people who've written the test, have all said, "I wouldn't mind getting the six. And like I look at these people and I go, "These these people's Chinese is phenomenal. I mean, it, it's uh, they they're fluent. They read. Uh, they talk with other people with ease." Um, they don't get the, uh, oh, your Chinese is so good, uh, compliment as, as often as I do. Uh, and, uh, but they, none of them have progressed to getting HSK-6. I know a few people who have the books, and they just aren't doing it. I think of all the people I know who've actually gone through the gauntlet of writing the HSK-5 or HSK tests, uh, there are three people who have the textbooks, and of those three people... There are two who are actually going through the textbooks with a view of writing the HSK-6 test at some point soon in the future. Uh, and of those two, one of them has a kid, uh, which means that he probably... But he, I think he, he's married to a uh, Chinese lady, and so I'm guessing like you know, functional Chinese takes precedence over academic Chinese. Uh, so it's... It, I don't know, is this, this is not very inspiring to tell you the truth. Uh, oh, sorry, there's one more other person who does have, uh, who was looking at gaining HSK-6, but that was because he was also doing a master's in linguistics or something, and it, I think it was going to look better if he had the HSK-6 certificate rather than just the ability to do it. So, I mean, like you know, it's just a piece of paper sort of thing. Uh, but all that being said, I mean, all these people are you know, HSK-5, HSK-6 level, they're able to do it, but they just don't do it. Uh, and I'm looking at my own goals going, okay, I'm not done the HSK-5 books yet. I have the test books for two weeks from now. I am by no means comfortable. Uh, well, I'm comfortable, but or confident, but not comfortable. One of the two, some variation of that. But then my goal is to get through HSK-6 within the next year 
or so within the next contract available and uh, then get it all sort of, you know, checkbox done. <laughs> Fluent in Chinese, at least according to paper and according to the certificates that, certificates that I have, which is probably my main motivating factor for studying the language. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it, it might sound bad, but um, again, it does come down to I can take books with me, I can find Chinese reading material, and I can take that with me uh, to practice uh, my Chinese, even if I were to leave the country. How does it, how is it going to shape up? I don't know, good question. Uh, to think that in a year from now, uh, I could be talking about doing the HSK-6 test, good question. Or will I still be doing the HSK-5 test because I haven't finished the books or what? Who knows, right? Because I insist on doing the Bishu, the paper test version, rather than the computer version, which will probably be a little bit easier to do, uh, especially when it comes to the writing section. So this this will be an interesting uh, challenge uh, going forward. Um, remember that plan that I had yesterday to... Uh, leave like that. If I wanted to get out of China, if I wanted to leave China, the cheapest route possible, I could fly to Korea. Well, I didn't really think of. Um, I didn't look too closely at the flights. Oh, I don't know if you heard that, but finally, the water has shut off. There's a they, they have a fountain outside as well for this school. So not only do they have a generator during the day, starting at seven o'clock in the morning. They have this water fountain that gushes. It trickles all day after school. I guess it's supposed to make the kids feel serene and peaceful. Meanwhile, it drives me up the wall. And when you shut it off, I mean, the peace and quiet returns. The tranquility returns to the compound. This is great on Saturday, Sunday. It's wonderful. But, I mean, God forbid... You know, it's one of those make-up work days on the weekends. There goes the tranquility of of the weekend. Gone. Anyway... Back to this escape plan. Um, yeah, I didn't look too carefully at the two stops or the one stop. I Typically, I have one or two stops going back to Canada. Anyway, it's Beijing to Vancouver, Be- Beijing to Toronto, uh, and then another one to Winnipeg, typically. So it's two stops. Um, yeah, this one's two stops going through Hong Kong. <laughs> uh, and then and I think you have to quarantine in Hong Kong. And then you fly to Seoul. So the whole trip duration is like 14 hours, which should be only like a five, six hour trip. So and there goes that idea. <laughs> and it was, and looking at the whole round trip thing, it's like $4,800 plus quarantine plus hotel fees. Uh, yeah, maybe that direct flight is just cheaper. Bishing <laughs> to Vancouver. Uh, that way it's, uh, you know, even if, yeah, you can at least get on the flight, and once you're on the flight, they, they can't take you off as easily sort of thing, right? <laughs> we hope. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that, that whole idea wasn't, uh, hmm, yeah, might not work out. Now, what about the train? I haven't thought about, no one's talking about that, because I also assume that a lot of people don't want to do that. Or what about the boat? Because you can take the boat from Tianjin, to uh, Jeju Island or Pusan in uh, South Korea, even Incheon, you can take it there. Uh, you can also take it to Japan, to, uh, Japan as well. What about the boat? Well, if you took the boat across the uh, the sea and then flew out from South Korea there? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know how to find out these prices, uh, but I'll have to uh, check back in. Maybe that's another uh, difficult trip to make. It'd be nice to take the train, actually. Uh, I, I mean, last time I took the train out of Beijing, it was up through Russia, uh, but not a chance I'm going to go through there. Uh, I don't think it's safe at all. Uh, just so that path, that whole route is gone. It's closed off basically for the for the foreseeable future. Um, and it's not even so much on the eastern side. It's going into the western part of Russia. That would just be too dicey to go. Uh, even if it's not war-torn in those areas, in Moscow and whatnot, it's too, too no, too dicey. Uh, but all that. So thinking about going forward with the Chinese studies, uh, this whole idea, what if I left Beijing for another job, um, you know, payments, this, you know, could I go home for a month, go back to Canada for a month or so. I started thinking about my workouts and everything, and I was going, well, first of all, I've been talking about whether or not this is uh, main, uh, sustainable or at all something I can maintain going forward, and I kind of wonder, it's a pretty good question. It's a little bit difficult to sort of um, fathom how I could travel and keep the same workout schedule. Um, or if I moved locations, like if I changed jobs, then I would have to get used to a new workout, uh, sort of new work schedule, okay, uh, that's one thing. Could I keep the morning workouts? I probably could. Matter of fact, I'd, I'd probably have to uh, get up earlier. Uh, that sort of means though that I'm not out too late you know, any sort of requisite dinners or get-togethers or get-to-know-yous and stuff like that, right? Uh, so that's one part that I could keep the same. But the second workout during the day, that might be a little bit more uh, difficult to uh, uh, maintain going forward. Now, I was also thinking, before I have talked about uh, whether or not it was easier to reduce the calories or increase the expenditure like a calorie, not just calorie expenditure, but energy expenditure. So like increasing the intensity of my workouts. Um, one, at for, before I used to think, well, how, how much more could I reduce the calories that I take in? I'm already not eating what I used to, and it's true. And even now, I'm not eating what I used to. I used to have uh, two or three eggs in the morning, and I've cut that out. Um, not because I'm against eggs, uh, but it's it was just easier to fit in all the like the two or three meals that I was having, um, or three, three or four, whatever it doesn't. Uh, breakfast part one, part two, then the vegetables for lunch, uh, then dinner, and then dessert. Because I, I mean, I'm actually dessert is probably one of the things that's very difficult to get rid of. Um, I do like the sweets, but it, it's just it's like a good end to the day. It's like there, you're done eating for the next, next like 12 hours, enjoy that sort of thing. Alcohol consumption is also another thing, but. With the alcohol consumption, I've, I've realized that I, I'm not drinking the same stuff as I used to. And I mentioned this before. Like I've gone from Jing A uh, beer, which is five percent, down to Qingdao, which is four or three percent, depending on uh, which uh, which type of Qingdao you get. Um, and I've I've talked about before how you know alcohol is pretty much a useless thing to have anyway. I mean, it it, it d disturbs your short term uh, memory. So it doesn't help your uh, language studies at all. And in terms of health and fitness, uh, your body has to burn through the ethanol before it gets to the carbs. And so in order to do that, to maintain the good nutrients in your system, it stores it all as fat until it's done with the ethanol. And then it goes back to you know what uh, its regular energy sources, which are the carbs and then the proteins. So 
uh, how now though I'm looking at my workouts and I'm going if I'm working out twice a day if I made it somehow even easier for myself to work out twice a day and then somehow increase maybe not so much the intensity but the well it would be the intensity but it wouldn't be like okay I'm going to start like running even harder or you know skipping even harder Actually, no, that's exactly what I'd start doing. I was thinking about this, because if I start sprinting in the morning, which is hell, I'm not going to lie, it's tough. Um, jog or sprint, whichever, I could uh, cut it up, split it up, and then do another round of um, jump, like skipping, jump rope, uh, and then treat that as sort of another type of sprint, get, low, get that intensity uh, up, and then do, you know, a kettlebell workout or some focused... Uh, uh, weightlifting or something like that along those lines, it might be a way to increase the calorie expenditure or at least uh, to get a, a more round, like a, a larger workout in uh, that isn't just cardio and isn't just weights, right? So it's a combination of the two. I was thinking about that. And if you combine that with, you know, sort of a lighter afternoon workout that it, that is like a, a jog home or a jog, which is equivalent to cycling home. All right, that's that's where that second workout came from. It's like I usually go for a walk, or I usually have to get home anyway, and so go for going for a run. Um, that, that's that's sort of what it replaces, and then adding on a twenty-minute sort of kettlebell flow or something onto that might be an idea to again raise the intensity of the afternoon workout, all while not you know being unsafe and uh, completely knackering myself and making myself useless, which is important. Like it's it's important to keep be able to keep consistent in this. I don't want to just go really hard one day and then feel it for the next day and a half and, you know, hate doing it. Uh, so far, it's been enjoyable. So far, it's been uh, a manageable challenge. Uh, and I don't want to change that because if I start changing the intensity to the point or increasing the intensity to the point where it's, it becomes uh, sore, like I become sore and difficult to uh, do or I start dreading it, I think that's where I might start losing some of the gains or I might not see as many gains uh, going forward. So something to think about, I mean, how, how do I, uh, uh, I've been thinking about how I'm going to change it up uh, and, you know, what if I don't work out as often, like twice a day? Uh, what if I just made a very large workout in the morning, uh, especially since I'm working from home these days? Um, you know, what are some of the things I can change and what are some of the things that would have to stay the same uh, in order to see any more progress, right? All right, I'm going to leave it there because uh, it is, uh, I, I got to get back to reading Chinese and if I can read another uh, two or three pages, which it still takes me a, a bloody long time to read, uh, but if I, in this interview book, although it's easy to read, it's easier to read, um, there are still several characters that I don't know, several words I don't know, uh, but it's so far it's been very good for reinforcement of the characters I do know, the vocabulary I do know, and one of the ideas I had in mind with this uh, reviewing all the HSK5 materials and stuff like that is that if I review these little bits of grammar in the textbook and then reinforce it with something like watching Doeen, I know, it's kind of silly, uh, but then also reading books like this or watching... Um, you know, TV shows in, in Chinese, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's positive affirmation, reaffirmation, it's uh, um, sort of reaffirming 
the things that you've learned in the textbooks. So with that, I got to get back to reading. You folks got to get back to doing the dishes. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephenserski.com. Thanks, folks. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.